You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hello, Riverdale gang. So before our regularly scheduled programming today, I have something a little special for you. A good friend of mine who has uh, worked his crew on uh, on the show Riverdale Season 1 and 2 joined us today for just a few minutes to share a few anecdotes and stories from the set. Um, I wanted to clarify before uh, sharing our interview. Nathan does not work for the show Riverdale, but is a day call with uh, our local uh, crew union. So... Um, For those of you not familiar with production, most shows and films have their own dedicated crew, but usually need another 15 to 50% size team. Um, That's made up of local crew crew people who are usually brought on from a unionized uh, call list. So um, that's how Nate came to work on Riverdale a few weeks last year and a few weeks this year. And... um, that's uh, one of the many, many strange, bizarre traditions of the local film and television uh, industry. And without further ado, here's a few words about the set of Riverdale before our regular programming. Hello, gang. Um, I am here with our first guest of the summer, uh, a good friend of mine who is a local filmmaker, actor, artist, um, does a bunch of TV stuff, but also pays his bills lighting television shows. Uh, please welcome Nathaniel Vass to the Riverdale Gang. Hi, gang. Good to be here. So, Nate has actually worked on Riverdale sets. Um, this is true. And Nate has never watched Riverdale. Also true. Uh, in fact, he's the one who told me all the great quotes before I ever watched the show <laughs> when it was still in production. That made me think, oh my god, this is going to be a disaster. <laughs> and I was pleasantly surprised. I guess it was a disaster, but uh, a great disaster. Apparently it's doing quite well for itself. Yeah. Uh, so with someone who only knows the tech side of things, mm-hmm. um, I really wanted to pick your brain a little bit, because you worked mainly on season one a couple of episodes, right? Um, I worked f- I worked a little bit, about a week on season one and about a week on season two. I was mm-hmm. never a show call. I wasn't, I wasn't there for the entire run or anything like that, but I saw right. some bits and pieces. Just enough to meet some of the crew and and be around and see some disjointed weirdness. (laughs) Excellent. I'm really interested, in particular, in the visual style of this show. Uh, I I know you've at least saw Mm -hmm. uh, the parts of the pilot, the trailers, and so you have a sense of the you know the Twin Peaksy kind of hard color stylized homage. I'm such a Twin Peaks fan, which makes me want to actually watch Riverdale. Yes! Um, Also because Maid Chinamic has now showed up in season two. um, She's been there since season season one. one. They only gave her something to do in season two. You could have been on set with her, (laughs) but you weren't. (laughs) We'll ask who you were on set with later, but first, uh, style. Visual style. Um, as a as a as a technical crew member, mm-hmm. um, I'm curious what, if anything, uh, in the style might have been distinctive or different in in Riverdale set. Being just a lighting tech, I don't get to hear a lot of the creative decisions that happen. Um, mm-hmm. It's not too much different than most shows in town. It's shot almost entirely in studio, um, which allows really great control over the lighting and the color. Mm-hmm. Um, We've got a lot of hard lighting edges mm-hmm, in play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, the director of photography would have a lot to say over what color lights get used. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember a lot of really deep cyans mm-hmm. and really like really intense color gels being used um, that allow a really stylized look. And I think 
will help a colorist in post-production to really punch the colors up. Mm-hmm. Um, right, there's a lot put in. It's not all a post-game. Yeah, it's that not. That hard no, style. Unlike something like Game of Thrones, maybe, which it tends to be, mm-hmm. I think, shot a bit more natural. Yeah, I think so. Um, mm. you, can, you can actually get an approximation of that light and color on set, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me a little bit about your time on set and who you did get to meet. <laughs> Um, so season two, I, uh, I worked for about a week and a half right before Christmas. So I, you know, lucked out getting their, uh, Christmas dinner that they put on for the crew, which was lovely, by the way. It's the best set dinner I have ever had in my life. It was just mountains of food and everybody stopped for an hour and a half and just had a happy christmas time it was it was lovely um so that that is where the jughead lives in the spirit of the crew yeah <laughs> yes. not cole sprouse <laughs> vintage jughead mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i um i got to quote unquote hang out a little bit with luke perry i didn't ever actually talk to him but i got to like, <laughs> be there beside him while he was goofing around with uh with molly ringwald <laughs> which was just a trip and really fun. Um, it turns out that Luke Perry does a really great Sling Blade impression. What? I don't know if you're aware of the movie Sling Blade, which was no, written and directed by, and also starring, Billy Bob Thornton. Ooh. Um, it was the movie that sort of made him famous in, oh, I'm going to botch this year, but like 92-ish. Okay. Um, when Luke Perry was in Luke Perry yeah, 1.0. Yeah, Luke Perry, Luke Perry mode. Yeah. Right. So, um, like, something he might have auditioned for or something. Uh, that's possible. That's possible. Um, he won an Academy Award for it. Um, <laughs> Billy Bob, not Luke. Billy Bob, not Luke okay. Perry. Luke is parodying. <laughs> yes. Perry is parodying. Um, and uh, as it happens, the short film that Billy Bob Thornton made to get Sling Blade funded, Molly Ringwald was in it. <laughs> uh and it's a very distinctive character that he plays a sort of uh, a, a mentally challenged person who is charged with murder, essentially. Uh-huh. And he's got this, uh, this really pronounced underbite, and, and it talks like this, and he says, I don't reckon I got no cows to kill nobody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is the role that won him the Academy Award. Salute Perry and Molly Ringwald goofing off by <laughs> referencing a 26-year-old cult short film that Molly happened to be part of. Yes. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. Like me some French fried potatoes. And so <laughs> this was like the la- one of the last scenes that Luke Perry was going to shoot before he left for Christmas holidays. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't the director could not get him to stop doing the impression <laughs> when they weren't shooting. The director would yell, cut, and he'd go, I think I like that one. That was a good thing there, wasn't it, Molly? And he just would not stop for like an hour and a half <laughs> doing a sling blade impression. And then be like, they'd be like, action, and he'd do the scene. And then just right back into Sling Blade, and it was a lot of fun. This this adds to my um, running theory that everyone on this set, creative and crew and cast alike, are all just riffing every vintage cult film, cult TV reference they can possibly dig into this uh, this heap of of things. Oh, I certainly hope so. Um, awesome. 
Uh, we'll hear a little more about uh, time on set later. Um, I've got something in mind for uh, an episode that Nate actually worked on in season one when we get to that. So um, thanks for that anecdote. And uh, <laughs> back to me and Chloe. Has it been a whole five minutes, Ryan? Give or take. My tea's gone and my mug is washed. That's true. Yes. It's been a whole week for you, though, hasn't it, Riverdale gang? Presumably. That's the expectation, unless something's gone horribly, horribly wrong. Yes, indeed. I'm Ooh. Chloe. I'm Ryan. And this is the Riverdale Gang. Welcome back. We're yes. on Season 1, Episode 5, which is also Chapter 5, Heart of Darkness. I don't know why it's called that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're getting to the heart of the darkness of the Blossom Estate. True. We're getting creepily closer towards some deep-seated issues and some um, possibly unintentional foreshadowing of Hal Cooper being horrible. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Good flashy backing. Yeah, it's interesting. He was horrible from the get-go, and you called it. Thank you. I'm, I'm proud of that one, and I'm proud I stuck with it, and I never wavered. Yes. Yeah. I wasn't sure for a bit, but then I thought you were right. Yeah. Characters don't come back from abortion coercion. Yeah, that's that's a, a pretty good moral line to draw on, I think. So here we're at the beginning of the second act, as it were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really. And you can really. feel it. You can feel it in this episode. Mm, um, fast, like almost miniseries pacing, really. Yeah. That 13-episode pacing, I think, served them very well. Yeah, I wonder if they'll go back to that in season three. I doubt it. No, but... I don't think they're allowed to, networking-wise. Oh. Now that they're, they're too successful to only get 13 episodes. Oh. Yep. Mm, that's how that works. Yeah. Um, something I was going to say was, um, it is about, oh yeah. <laughs> so one thing I really like about this episode that we're going to watch is that mm-hmm. like the teenage plots and yes. the like really creepy, soapy, what the heck, semi-adult plots mm-hmm. are sort of at both at play. Yep. Like there's like, who's going to be captain of the football team? And then there's also like, are Sharon's? Cheryl's parents trying to kill her? <laughs> yep, these these parallel stakes and scales run side by side, and I think are a consistent strength of the show's first season especially. Yeah. The parents get plots that would be ridiculous in the kids' hands, and I think that is important to a lot of the success of this season and the powers. Uh, building up these parents as characters we care about too, so that it's not just this one-sided connection uh, or, or understanding to the relationships that are, you know, these familiar relationships which are increasingly at the heart of this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Good stuff. I'm ready to jump in. Like, I'm, I'm eager to jump I, in. I actually remember really liking this episode, so I think we should... Cheryl her. at the funeral. It, that, that is a, like, defining moment of season one. Cheryl Blossom is, uh, it's, it's... One of the first real, like, wild power plays she makes of deep trauma drama. Uh, and I loved it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to press play because I can see it again soon. Trauma drama. Ready, gang? Not that trauma is drama, by the way. Yes, trauma can be drama, but doesn't need to be. I like. Uh, I, I feel like Cheryl copes with drama, and I, I respect that. Ready, gang, for watch long times? Netflix up. Yep. Three, two, one, and, and oh, oh, badoom. Okay. There, it there it is. There's a badoom. <laughs> My badoom was slightly then, unsynced with your bum, badoom. Bum, ba, bum. There we go. Now we're caught up. Oh, you have something to sing now too, Chloe. Yes. 
Stories about a town. They keep reusing these same establishing masters. They do. They reuse them a lot. Oh, here we go. They get much better at recap in second season, I feel. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a little bit less stock. A little bit more mood setting. Because this actually feels like what happened last time, whereas season two recaps are what you need to know. Yes. Exactly. I like, oh yeah, we're getting the Hiram. Yes, his shadowy presence before he ever appears. Wait a minute, does Hiram deliver her a bunch of money and she only gives some of it to FP? I mean, that could be the the heart of the problem. Um, My read was that they underpaid him or or Hiram did not fulfill the contract, but... Let's listen closely to that dialogue. Yes. As it emerges um, in the show we're actively yes, currently watching. Very on graveyard, that's right. <laughs> oh. Man, Cheryl. Yeah. This is that incredible. Oh, right, she's dreaming. Right. Thank you. I mean, yes. I believe that she'd wear that in real life. But And I believe she would carry a three-prong candelabra in yes. real life just <laughs> it's because. Like a little preview of Carrie. <laughs> yeah, very much. Oh. Um right down to a lot of the like lighting and set deck here. Oh, man, this is a creepy little moment. Empty casket clawed open. What a horrifying concept. Yeah. Yeah. Cheryl's... Cheryl-ness is so much more well-rooted and well-established than I realized in my first watch through. Hmm. Like, she is dealing with some stuff. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. That's so sad. Don't bother. Ugh, rude. Yeah. The oh my goodness. extreme lack of care the Blossom Parents show is so painful. Also, this is like definitely not phony, by the way. Yeah. Waspy rich families, may I like testify <laughs> on behalf, totally shut relatives out of each other's funerals and say silly things like God knows what you'd say. For the record, that is dead accurate. Not what, an exaggeration. What an absurd world. What an absurd world. <sighs> hey, Rocky. Hey. <laughs> Here we go. Here's one of the tit shots of Archie. All the cheesecake, but mostly focused on male bodies, so different, at least. I noticed that Betty's breasts did bounce in slow motion. True, true, for dark true. Betty. I mean, like, it's... I'm not, I'm not, like... I'm noticing a lot of male bodies, or... Mask bodies. Yeah. More than I usually get to notice. So I guess that's perhaps uh, what is standing out to me. I have a bit of a bias, I admit. I, and it's not just because I've been completely um, over-inundated with uh, uh, femme body sexuality to the point that I don't even notice when it's part of my media yeah, anymore. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Kevin, transmitting Kevin. the necessary yeah. information. Hi, one-off character Aww, who never appears that, again. Yeah, that guy is cute. But he's, like, cute in the young way that none of the other characters get to really be for long. Yeah. He looks like an actual <laughs> yeah, that's team. that's what I'm working on a moon board. <laughs> I, also, I feel kind of bad for him, though, because I think Buddy, like, goes on a date with him to, like, question him about Jason. Oh, unquestionably. Oh, poor guy. Yep. And, you know what? Betty... This is part of a pattern of Betty. She gets so focused on investigation that she tramples people. It's a thing. And here is the first 
Yes. First little poke of jealousy from Jughead. Mm-hmm. An intelligence-gathering mission. All dates are intelligence-gathering missions. Have you met online dating? Come on. Yeah, this one is arguably lower stakes than most dates. Because, yeah. And then we have a football plot, finally. Finally, I say, because it's expected, not because I actually care. Yes. Football Um, is the silliest sport. Although, I gained respect for it when Obama compared politics to football. I have a lot of respect for the strategy of football. I have very little understanding of it. But as sports go, I actually find it to be one of the most intellectually strategic. What? Yeah. There's a lot of war play and strategy in football. Hmm. Playbooks are all about formations and patterns and responsive patterns. And making calls on the field are all strategy and, like, engagement strategy in a way that I don't feel like has any parallel in in most other big team sports. Oh boy, here we go. Sticks, 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 sticks. Bro down. This is not fair. This is not fair when adult men mm-hmm. pit young men against each other. It's not fair. Yep, this is not like a good it. education strategy. I do not respect it either. This plot is one of the more contrived. Yeah. So I thought Reggie and Archie were buddies. I'm confused. I mean, not when they want the same thing, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Reggie is inconsistently used and inconsistently developed. I, yeah. A friend Hermione was like the, the, the accidental surprise interesting plot of this season for me. I didn't expect to care about them, but actually... Really sweet romance. Hmm. Really charming actors. These two? Yeah. Yeah. I'm married. Hmm? Oh, uh, right. Yes. To the criminal. Yeah. Fred I mean, is... He's, like, doing pretty well, like, clarifying and communicating, though. Yep. And making it very low stakes. And as much as there's obvious disappointment, he's not pushing the point. Yeah. I mean, he's also, like, a little embarrassed and he's, like, zooming off. Oh, yeah. Reasonably. But, like... Nicholas Sparks what? living the romance novel. Um, oh, God. Yeah. Kevin knows all the things. <laughs> Why can't a date just be a date? It's <laughs> a good question, Veronica. <laughs> yep. Post Grundy. Yes, too soon. Yes, too soon. <laughs> Always too soon, Veronica. <laughs> you gotta learn to make fun of that stuff, I guess. Like I, I appreciate her reverence. With a teacher. Also, like. Probably not out of the realm of Veronica's life experience in her community of mm. Met Gala appearing socialites. Like, probably not the mm. first of her friends to date someone over the age of 35. Hi, Val. Hi, Val. What are you doing here? Why are you being so helpful? You're... I don't know. Why don't you have the mentorship, Val? Yep, you're too good for this, Val. Oh, he's man. cute, but... He's cute, but 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 Val... Val. But Val. I mean, like, I think if Archie hadn't had been slightly less of a tool, it would have been fine. Yes. Like, if this was an IRL relationship and he was slightly less of a tool, I'd be shipping it. Agreed. Agreed. But he's going to be such a tool. Whoa, there's like... Oh, Cheryl, you don't know how to friend, sweetheart. Mother. You're being so angry and you just want to hug them all. We'll be searching bags. God, Cheryl. 
You've learned so much maladaptive behavior from your family, Cheryl. <sighs> I love Jughead's, like, bemused expression. Like, what is this? Why do I have it? <laughs> what are these rich, rich people? people are crazy. <laughs> oh, they're wearing the same colors right now. Just contrast. Interesting. Aww. I wonder if that was on purpose. I feel it. I feel it. I... I like that this is part of Veronica's, like, big mandate for being a better person, is I will pay attention to the distress and emotional uh, issues this random mean girl is pushing upon me. Oh god, Cheryl, it's yeah. awkward. It's so awkward. Cheryl! Oh, please come provide free emotional labor to me mm-hmm. in return for me not hounding you all the time. Yep. Ugh. And also, Cheryl, that's not how you how you friend. No, but, but look at look at the options she's been given. Yeah. The options, or not the options, sorry, the examples she's yeah. been given. Yeah, the coping skills she's been given. <sighs> this is an odd little montage that they're interjecting into, um opening theme music he's just busy being a teenager and not sure about the rest of his life i don't know Mm -hmm. maybe possibly i I feel like they're trying something here stylistically that they didn't stick with just a little bit yeah i kind of appreciate it though it's like they're taking it off the list yeah i'm happy to see them exploring a little bit and as we've established they do great with hard genre next season yeah i was disappointed with this character and his lack of actual applicable wisdom I felt like a lot of his dialogue was pretty trope, um, and that he was... I didn't like that he wasn't very developed. I didn't like that I didn't really care about what he had to offer Archie. Um, I didn't like that we're developing fresh new characters when there's a whole rep of referential stuff to pull on. But I mostly didn't like that I really like Raul Castillo. I loved him in Looking. He's a spectacular performer, and I felt like they didn't use him at all. Mm, his name in the show is Oscar Castillo. Who do you mean? Uh, yeah, Raul Castillo is the actor's name as well. Oh, really? Oh, he's the same last name. Got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, mm. I don't teach before. I teach songwriting. Um, mm. so, but I thought this was like, uh, I like actual pages. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like. Sorry. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. distracted by the dialogue. Yeah. Um, I did like, I mean to say, mm-hmm. that they um, showed, like, the arts version of the arrogant football coach pitting mm. people against each other. True. Like, sacrifice True. everything for your art. You're doing things other than art, then you must not mean it. Yeah. Which I think is a really problematic thing in mm-hmm. our industry. And is, to be honest, something I've seen, but not something that I... Um, have seen in education and educators I respect. Like, I think there are um, many exemptions to that reality. And, like, this character, uh, um, Oscar Castillo, is, like, not a great example of an arts mentor because of that. Sorry, I'm distracted by Cheryl's amazing dress. Everything about Cheryl. That fabric is spectacular. Yeah, it's the first Viridian dress we see on her, and then later she's in Viridian for... That color suits that her so well. thing. <laughs> uh, this poor, awkward, failed date. Poor Trav, whoever yeah. you are. He's very cute. And, like, has such a bubbly energy. I about it. Oh, poor Trav. <laughs> oh, trust the journalist. 
that's oh look their move. milkshakes look like they've actually been drunk how uncommon that doesn't happen all that often in this show <laughs> so often they sit down for two minutes and leave before touching their food or milkshakes yeah he selling off all his stuff all of these are reasonable warning signs I'm so that... surprised that his parents didn't notice that yeah hmm that said, that's an interesting Oh, they beat. didn't say Jingle Jangle. Yes, <laughs> they haven't they invented hadn't. Jingle Jangle yet. <laughs> I, would be, I would believe that him selling jugs was part of him testing out and part of what gets his dad to shoot him in the head, basically. Yeah. Hmm. Val is... Val is just so carefully leading dude by the nose here. Yeah. It's... it's this is basic, Archie. You actually probably shouldn't be going to the university professor before you know how to write music confidently. Yes. It's comp- like, there's basic composition classes to start with, bud. <sighs> I like... Man, I could not have gotten away with bringing a member of the quote-unquote opposite sex into my room and shutting the door without <laughs> telling my parents. Archie does seem to operate as a pretty independent teen in that regards. There's a I'm just gonna close this. <laughs> yes, not all the way, Fred. You get to dad. It's okay. You can dad. <laughs> that was good, though. He's like impressed. <laughs> that little look as he as Fred's walking oh, away. I really wanted this. Was a moment where I really wanted this to be real. Real. I know. Like yeah. this dad teaching his daughter how to fix a car it's so nice and he's so evil <laughs> so horrible i gotta remember that by his own volition he said he was triggered by her speech later so this is not an actively serial killer hal this is an awful hal this is an awful hal but he yeah. hasn't had a severe disassociative break yeah yet from that hor- whatever horrifying childhood torture he experienced like he's awful yeah he's basically telling his daughter that his other daughter is suffering from severe mental health issues that she's not suffering from yep that's an awful (sighs) lie how cooper like fake suicidality to cover a pregnancy like pick your stigmas how i don't even know this is when he's like trash and then later he's like fiery trash and then he's just like second season is like raging dumpster fire burning oil and then it's rolling down the hill a burning melted oil slick dripping all over everyone is season two how cooper trash hell trash hell right from the beginning that's that's hardcore bless (laughs) oh jughead your sense of what is hardcore is going to expand this year Juggy, who, not three months from now, will be flaying a woman's arm. Yeah. Out it was of... in him then. You can see it in his broody eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I believe he would do a righteous flaying. <sighs> They're so monstrous. They are. Why specifically? What is monstrous about them? Everything! I love this, the beginning. Oh my god, it's so sexy, them, like, figuring out crimes together. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, they're really into each other's brains, and it's great. It's really, really great. 
But their bedrooms have terraces. They bond through breaking and entering. Yeah. More football scenes. Um, what does that mean, uh, 25 on 2? That's the playbooks. That's the the pattern. That's calling a, a strategy. Oh. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry. And he can't remember it. He's reading it on his arm. Mm-hmm. This is where Archie hasn't memorized the, the strategy in the playbooks, right? This is where he's not qualified. Oh. Because he's in the wrong place, and this is where the intellectual prep and strategy comes in. Again, like, I'm not a football fan, but I really do respect the brain work that goes into it. And this is where, like, captains and coaching and hierarchy in football is actually part of the game in a way that it's, you know, like, I respect that a hockey team has a captain, but it's a very different role and position than a football team's captain. Because you're actually making, you're you're the frontline colonel for the army unit on the on the ground and you're coordinating between your coach your assistant coaches uh in what play sequence what based on what the opposite team is doing what your team's strengths are in this moment there's there's so there's like there's a lot to it yeah no reggie's being really responsible he's actually the right captain here he's making the correct call he's actually Reggie's actually like trying to do him a solid here. Yeah, I hmm, understated Reddy, Reggie. Uh, what? What does she see? What's happening? Oh, this Cheryl. is the beginning of Archie. Oh yes, 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 yes. Also, when does a character like Veronica learn first aid? That is my question. <laughs> fair, po- fair question. Actually, that sounds like something they teach, like as a practical life skill at a lady's school. You know. Mm-hmm. Also, her. Dad runs the gang. Maybe they've had some patch-ups. Can uh, you hear? Yep. Okay, these headphones aren't the greatest. Mm. Sorry, a little bit of behind-the-scenes drama there, <laughs> friends. Drama. During the drama. The slow romantic drama. Instead of memorizing my plays. Yep. You're serving two masters, Archie. The All classic right. conflict. Huh. Good, uh, good prying, Veronica. Jealous, she's jealous. She's, she's jealous. She's so jealous. It's a good seven minutes in heaven. They have chemistry. They have good chemistry. Mm-hmm. There are many flaws to their relationship. There are many flaws. Namely, her father. <laughs> yeah. Because the father is the main flaw, as we find <laughs> out later. <sighs> but right now, it's kind of sweet and lovely before it's even a thing. Yeah, as a... Gentle flirtation in France. Yeah. I like it. See, yeah, he's not mm-hmm. an encouraging mentor at all. Like, yeah. yeah, like this is like, what's the point? None of this feedback is helpful or supportive. Like, like I'm, I'm sure this kind of teacher exists, but um. This doesn't feel yeah. l- like a positive representation of arts education in any way, shape, or form. Like, no wonder yeah. Archie quits music next year. Yeah. He's not actually getting support. And even even this guy saying, grudgingly taking him on, he's not encouraging him. It's yeah, disappointing. Yeah, I know. This is, like, really not... Like, I've been, I, I've been told, quite fairly and quite rightly... You're not at a level to get the most out of this education yet. And I always appreciate hearing that. 
Yeah, and that's like a good way of putting it, too. Yeah, go back, find a more basic teacher. Yeah. 100%. Your high school music teacher is the correct person. You do not need a Juilliard-trained teacher to learn fundamental songwriting, kid. <laughs> oh, Nana Rose. I wonder if she's just playing them all. I I believe it, and I love it. Es- especially yeah. later when they're revealing the whole conspiracy thing that she was aware of. Uh, remember when Sanson's backstory is coming out? Uh, and Nana has that great monologue where she is about talking about the cold murder in present tense. I mm-hmm. I think Nana's got some got some weight and damage going on. <laughs> <sighs> like this dinner party. You're yeah. right, Cheryl. You are right. This is uh, awful. And like gosh, these people are rude to their guest. Mm-hmm. Like, even on top of their own damage. Oh my god, shut up. You're like the first awful patriarch of the show, then we get another awful patriarch. I wonder who the awful patriarch of season three is going to be. Is it going to be Hiram Lodge? Yeah. He did start the Evil League of Evil. He did. But we've been watching patriarchs get taken down. I wonder... It's all their fathers! Yep. Cheryl's father, Veronica's father... Or, sorry, um... Uh, uh, Polly and Betty's father. Mm-hmm. All the women's dads are evil. The men's dads are cool. They get to bond. But Ooh. the women are isolated in complicated relationships with their mothers. Yes. That's an interestingly gendered segregation. Mm. I mean, actually, most of the parents are same gender dynamics that are most central and focused. Which is interesting. She suits this uniform. She really does. I mean, she's the kind of human who could wear a paper bag and it would be fine. Yeah. But, with I mean... such With such confidence and ugh, power. Anyone can wear anything, by the way. I don't give a crap about anything. The mm-hmm. end. But she is she confidently wears that. She confidently there's, wears there's that. There's the key. And the coloring and cuts suit her very well. That is a snake... Yep. With its tongue out. Back when we thought the local gang was our biggest threat. Yes. <laughs> I wonder if that's the defang snake that they use in the in the initiation for Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> would they risk would they risk their one snake? I don't know. Maybe it's a snake that knows how to come home. Maybe when she releases Aww. into the wild it's just slithers back to the, the white trained wind. snake. Like, hello, I'm home. <laughs> I like that imagery. Nice uh, ballet bun. These these two girls totally did ballet as children. Oh, yes. They have that vibe. Like, not long enough to remember any of it, but long enough for the photos. This is an interesting foreshadowing of yeah. a much creepier future use of home videos, Hal Cooper. Yeah. Like, there here... is something almost touching about this because, like, home videos for him were clearly not fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the fact that he has... The most just these casual shots of his own kids, and yeah. this is how he processes. Yeah, it's 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 a sad moment for him. I can be sad for him even while despising him. Yes, mm. I think these headphones are not doing so good. Sorry. Thank goodness for subtitles. Thank goodness for subtitles. <laughs> and he... subtle balance sound design. It's interesting. Jason is cast basically just for his looks. You know, he doesn't really have... I don't think he has any lines. No, he does very little and, and a little bit of soft physical acting. 
And um, also the word panic attack just got said. Mm. Um, and he's so he's so boyish looking. He's so like yeah. classically innocent. Like he doesn't really look like a football type, you know. Yep, it's true. He is. He's more boy next door than Archie in a lot of ways. Yeah, casting wise, and of course how they frame and present him. Hmm. Oh, this is a nice like. They understand each other, you know, these two characters. They're both from problematic, wealthy families. Yeah. Cheryl does this amazing overshare thing. Yeah. While trying to connect. Like... Like, looking at Cheryl as someone who really doesn't know or get boundaries and lines and honesty and trust, (laughs) but keeps trying... Like, that's not something you say to someone you're not trying to trust. Yeah. Like, or my parents will kill me and I'm afraid of them. Trying to get in your corner. Yeah. Such fluctuating authenticity in Cheryl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, reasonable questions. Reasonable questions, Fred. Why are you calling your on-again, not-again, off-again, not-again high school crush X? Yeah. I don't have trust half the people in this damn town. Not a bad attitude, Hermione. Mm-hmm. Half is a very low number, arguably. <laughs> we have learned. <sighs> How much yep. money? Keep Fred out of it. Yeah, That's good idea. reasonable. But I also... trying to do that. Oof. You're in it deep, Hermione. <sighs> as much as I enjoyed Hermione Boss, there's also a lot to be said for Hermione coping with being stuck in this. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Jughead cleans up good. It's a lovely dress on Betty, actually. Yeah. Texturally. Oh, on Betty, yeah. Yeah. He's still wearing suspenders. He's just wearing them, like, on his shoulders for a change. It's kind of fun. Also cute. Oh, Um, boy. Oh, what a quintessential Cheryl scene we got coming up. Yeah. Yeah, that's Penelope so kind. Can't take can't take a kind word. Wow. <laughs> Gosh. Rude. And like, wow. Penelope would gloat, so she assumes everyone else is too. Yeah. And also, Hermione's like, what? She doesn't know about the business dealings. Killer, killer, killer dress on Veronica, I gotta say. Nice high-waisted lace, or high-waisted, sorry, high-neck lace situation. Mm Mm-hmm. And we don't get a shot of Cheryl's dress, because we're not gonna use it. Spoilers. (laughs) (sighs) Archie in his varsity jacket with everyone else's suits. That's kind of great, though. It's very kid at the funeral yeah and this really really jarring moment where penelope gets a a little head with yeah some very soft subtle acting penelope plays such a great super villain because i really i believe so much of her anguish yeah and it's yeah you archibald oh yeah Does she know at that this point who killed Jason? I don't think so. I don't think so. Did she just touch your hair? Well done, Kevin. Yep. Good observation, kid. 
Hmm. And Valerie's sitting with him. Yeah, Valerie is taking her claim. <laughs> I see it again mm-hmm. on this rewatch. Val has decided. Mm-hmm. Well said, Veronica. Yeah, you got that going for you. For the moment. (laughs) None of the major characters have died yet, really. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, they've they've signaled a willingness to be a little bit more savage, I think, with the murders. (laughs) Two most evil men on the show, having words. Mm Mm-hmm. Sharing a screen together. And what Cheryl, are we doing with the piano? Cheryl makes her entrance. Her spectacular oh. Ride of death. Yep. Ride of death. Another the scene. great sound design moments. Yeah. This is like well-chosen, hyper-dramatic, very vocals pop yeah. anthem. Yes. <laughs> Kevin is so here for it. I love Kevin. I love Drama Thirsty Kevin she's so just like, much. I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. This is how you take control to Wasp Funeral. You're doing it right, Cheryl. Yep. Where they cannot stop you. Yay. Yeah, I know, because they'll, like, maintain the status quo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and there's her parents being like, we can't cause a fuss. We're going to sit down. Good job, Cheryl. I love that she had the matching white veil to her black veil in prep. Yep. Nice morning, Veronica. Because yeah, Veronica also knows how this game is played. Yes, very carefully removing the gloves. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, Cheryl Blossom. This is the best kind of awkward and tense. I was wearing this dress. <sighs> you got that dress real white again for being I know. soaked in river water. See, there's so much honesty that's like inappropriately raw honesty from her right and reading that as a as like a a coping and immediate grief mechanism reading this cheryl as if it's her story this watch through i I like it yeah like my first watch through it didn't i i wasn't thinking from her perspective yet but she's really grown on me as a character oh Aw, her brother was, like, the one person who actually liked her. Yep. Processing what this loss actually means for her this time yeah. through. Because we're not getting past the whodunit, weird, incest shock reference, murder case, mystery. Yeah. Aw. And her parents are like, I'm so embarrassed. How can my child have feelings? Yeah. Publicly, no less. With a little bow on her head. It's bad enough that she feels them privately. Aww. To the winter salon for a late supper. You're in trouble, Cheryl. Yep. Possibly really horrifyingly (laughs) deep trouble. Not running into her, I'm guessing. But here we are. (laughs) I love this lovely plaid shirt he's wearing. It's like he's like Archie. Archie doesn't know how to. Yeah. Be 100% formal and neither does Fred. It's mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very small town touch mm-hmm. that I like. <sighs> Snakes, if you're interested. Ah, she gives him this great hug. Aww. And they're like, ooh, touching. Chemistry! Ooh. And they do both... have a lot of chemistry, these two actors. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm here for this being season three endgame. 
Especially if it happens oh. before Archie and Veronica break up. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm kind of okay with that, with that tension. I think it's better if that happens, like, simultaneously, and they, like, sit the kids down, <laughs> and the kids are like, like, we broke up, and they're like, oh, <laughs> then here's it's... something to tell you. <laughs> oh, that would be spectacular and it's awkward in the best the way. chill of the dead. <sighs> oh, another great Creepy Blossom moment coming on up. Just a teenage boy had things blessed. <laughs> and Jughead's already got, like, an obvious... Mental checklist. Yeah. <laughs> All the places porn is easily accessible. I don't remember where I hid things as a teenager. For a boy, it's all the places porn is easily accessible. Oh. I love that Jughead hides behind Betty. And Nana Rose is just sitting in the shadows lurking quietly. Spectacular. Mm. Oh, Aww. she's so creepy. It's great. I love Nana Rose. I love Cheryl taking care of Nana Rose. <laughs> that's, a, that's a quote from Heart of Darkness that he just whispered in Betty's ear. <laughs> Very famous line. They also use it in uh, Apocalypse Now. Hmm. Oh, I'm going to be Polly now, except not in a way that I have control over, so it's awkward. <laughs> so awkward. Um, another great uh, example of them stepping into these really hard lighting choices. Um, this is very straight. Yeah. You know, single single cam TV shot. We're not doing anything creative with cinematography in this sequence, but the hard, hard edge lighting, that is so unnatural and far more stylized than the first two episodes of this show were. Um, this is a real potent visual. <laughs> this actor is just milking it. Snip it off your finger. What a fun role an Anna Rose must be. Oh. 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 Nana Rose. That's such a sentiment. You. What a. Lost the love of your young life. That she's, she's present in time. And it's just like little face variances that she's missing here. Yeah. The fact that she she's in the current time is also important. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if she... I'm ready for Nana Rose to play a role in the next year. Yeah, I also think Nana Rose, like, um, quite possibly was very conscious of all that was just happening and was, like, playing it off as being bonkers to give um, Betty a clue. I, yep, I agree with that. Um, Yeah. Boarding school in Europe tonight, that's... She obviously doesn't think of the Sisters of Quiet Mercy yet. No. Oh, probably because that's where Polly is, and she doesn't want to put them in the same place. (laughs) That's true. That would serve her poorly. (laughs) She's so cruel to Cheryl. Yeah. Just, like, unyieldingly. (sighs) Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Being discouraged by one teacher, you're not going to go far in the arts, Archie, if one person's judgment can crush you. You wouldn't understand? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't have time. Woo! Yeah. You think Val's never been told no, huh, Arch? Hmm. A mixed-race woman in arts. I wonder if she's had an easy time. <laughs> yeah, I miss you. God, you could drown in those eyes. She's so, she's so lovely. Yeah. More Val. Yeah, on the whole way home. Also, Hal. 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 
It's not about you. Going to a distant relative's funeral is not about you. Yeah. <sighs> oh, man. That oh, awkward hell. thing that was noticed and acknowledged. And it's my business. Betty has issues with Alice? not knowing everything. Yes. Doesn't like that her that's a her and Alice wonderfully shared trait. I think that's pretty significant. Oh man. Oh right, this is one the first layer of the lie. Oh no, we're at lie number two now. Mm. You know what's so interesting? This intergenerational feud thing. Mm-hmm. It's real. Is it? It's totally a real any... thing in small towns. Oh, Not quite so dramatically. But it's all the Hatfields and McCoys, eh? Although, something... I didn't... I in, Interestingly, like this, um, it's something that existed in older generations, but was explicitly not passed on to mine. Hmm. Um, but that, like, we were... There, it's more like neighbor dynamics. Like, it's no different than my neighbor's... That then like you know all oh, my neighbors are being noisy except it's my neighbors are screwing up with my yard over seventy years of relationship right it's the longevity of these neighborhood relationships that can easily degrade into a feud like my grandfather once uh, got in a fight in a field with uh, our neighbor um, over like a tiny property line detail like the oh. nitpickiest thing um, Pepe threw a shovel at his combine oh that. Sounds like a good way to break a combine. Yes, but what's great is the neighbor took him to court for weapons assault. Because <laughs> <laughs> a shovel is not actually a great way to break a combine. Oh, is it not? No. Um, it it oh. like I could I could throw a shovel at the side of the wall of your house and do comparable damage. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're not talking through it in the combine. We're talking. Oh, I we're parked and yelling that. at each other from their tractors. <laughs> mm, I see. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it is really just an exacerbated neighbor relationship. Look at look yeah, at this honesty from moment. Hermione back into back into Riverdale. Yeah, sweet moment. Also, um, uh, Hal was just talking like um, about Polly being sick, and she's not coming back till she's not sick. When we find out about his his feels on sin, oh yes, I feel like the sick and the pregnancy are like mm-hmm. he like he thinks he's justified. I glazed over that um, scene, but. Oh, the seeds of awfulness of Hal Cooper, who tells women to get abortions. Yeah. This is... We're there. Uh, a nice moment where Archie gives up this captainship because mm-hmm. it's like he won't play into the toxic masculinity game, yeah. which is cool. I wish he kept that up for the second season, but, you know. I think it ties into the whole music confidence thing, but, yeah, removing himself from this game is the only winning move. Yeah. Um, yeah. Underutilization of Clayton after this as well. Yeah, he doesn't come back. I don't think we've seen him after this episode again. Yeah. Another bit of a missed opportunity. Not that I not that I loved this plot, to be honest. It didn't do much for me or add much. Or... And it felt like a really <laughs> yeah. contrived Archie issue for Archie. Mm. I feel like a lot of this season kind of spins its heels trying to make us care about Archie when the most interesting things are happening in the background. I guess so. I care about Archie, but then I, like, I easily care about protagonists because they're the protagonists. Mm. I'm one of those. I really liked Harry. You know what else I like Harry and Harry Potter? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm much more interested in, in the ensemble this show becomes, Oh, totally. Right? Like, as soon as Tony Topaz comes on the screen, I don't <laughs> care about anyone else, but... 
Yeah. Like, I, I like that they grew it out from just being an Archie-focused thing. Yeah. In a big way. The house yep. on the haunted hill. That's, that's Thornhill. Yep. Something poisonous bloomed. An orchid. How sexual. <laughs> There's so much messed up in Thornhill. Yes. <sighs> this is a beautifully bright shot, though. Mm-hmm. Like... This gay gauziness that we've got whenever Cheryl is remembering. It's really so lovely. Well, you're right about yeah, that, Betty. You really sure like, don't know who your mom and dad are really at all. You are in for a terrible roller coaster, and I'm sorry <laughs> in advance. Nice shirt though. It's something. Well uh, blue and gold. Our home base. Uh-oh. Anything. How far would he go to protect her? Good question, Jug. Good question to keep asking. That's going to take us to our next lead in the Cooper disintegration. <sighs> mm. Wow, I remember when this was still whodunit territory, and I yeah. still... It's really good to look come back of this with the expanded knowledge. Oh, you're right! It was Hal Cooper! Yeah. I forgot I don't that. why. Yeah. <laughs> this is such major foreshadowing for what is to come. <laughs> Man, Hal Cooper's trash. Yeah. Freed out of the gate. There might be a fire in this trash. We're not sure. <laughs> yep, the Coopers belong on that murder board, Betty. Boy, howdy. <sighs> I can't remember if they figure out Polly where Polly is in the next episode or the episode after. New and question. That's a wrap. It's gonna have to wait until next week, Chloe. Actual next week for us, because therein ends the Wednesday arc of Riverdale Gang. Yes. We're. Go- I'm gonna go sleep soon. Yeah. But what a good way to spend my evening with yeah. all of you, gang. Yeah. And Cheryl Blossom. And Cheryl Blossom. Magical I enjoy Cheryl Blossom. I enjoy my evenings with Cheryl Blossom. Yeah. I liked. I like about that episode. Cheryl Blossom. (laughs) It's a very lush episode. People are beautifully dressed. The lighting is really lush. They like the like smoky kind of early morning quality of the or like moist, not smoky, like not steamy. That's not the word I want. Like foggy. There you go. Quality of the morning air at football practice and like Mm -hmm. the the light in um in the locker room when Archie's deciding what to do. Like. It's a very pretty episode. Ooh, yeah. Sorry, excuse me. It's a strong, stark payoff to the, the the various visuals they've been testing and trying the first half of the season. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I feel like this is the one where the visual aesthetic really hit its stride, um, where the, the color was fully utilized in the way that's become calling card. Yeah. Um, The complete shift to the current established aesthetic. They really found their feet here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think storytelling-wise here, we, we stepped into main plot yeah, in a deeper way. Second act, main plot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the beginning of so much setup for, like, where the series goes. Yeah. The M- more, Much more than I realized. Yeah, Fred and Hermione. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man. Cheryl and her parents. I'm increasingly impressed with that. Like How? I've, I've, yeah. I've steadily been giving them points and, and kudos for good plotting and remembering their plot, not leaving loose hanging threads. Yeah, 
Yeah. And it's nice seeing that they've, they've been doing that since season one, more than I realized. Yeah. It's impressive. I'm... <laughs> it's impressive. I mean... It's effective. It's good. I'm enjoying it. Oh, yeah. The next one is called Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. I remember that being a standout, yes, uh, a standout turning point as well. That I guess being that's a great episode. About a halfway episode point as well. So, oh, that's going to be fun next yeah. week, gang. Yeah. Excited. All of it's fun this week so far. Next week, yeah. all of it. Yeah. This, this season has aged well. Yep. It's, okay. It's complemented nicely by the following season rather than being overshadowed. Yeah. Okay. Well, the Riverdale uh, TV series and Riverdale gang are shot and recorded mutually uh, on the unceded territories of the Squamish, Musqueam, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. Uh, we are your hosts, Ryan and Chloe. And um, and that's a wrap. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Thunderquack, Patreon, and Mike. Yeah. All and right. all of y'all. All of y'all. Good night, gang. Good night for now. See you again soon. Next week, in fact next week. Good night.